Welcome everyone to another episode of the Why Not Us podcast, college football week nine edition. I can't believe we are already here. It is Halloween weekend, very exciting time to be alive. And we got a great slate of college football. I'm your host, Adam Glick, joined today as always by our co-host, Michael Gresser. And we have a very special guest in attendance today to give her breakdown and her picks this weekend for a great slate of football. And that is Christina Kwong. Hopefully I didn't mess up the last name, but we're Pleased to have her here, and she has great insight. She works with the Daily Texan, with Texas sports, especially football and basketball, and she is probably going to know a lot more than we do, but we're happy to have her. But, Christina, kind of introduce yourself, and uh, what are you looking forward to in this week of college football? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on this week. Um, so I'm the Texas men's basketball beat writer for the Daily, Te- the Daily Texan, which is a UT Austin student newspaper. Um, I also work on double coverage issues, which is our weekly uh, football issues. So um, I'm really into that as well. Um, my family is super big into college basketball. We're Louisville fans. Um, go Cards. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Mike, how are you doing this weekend? I'm great, Adam. Coming off the bye. I mean, we had a pretty underrated slate last week, and I was excited to, as I said, get to see a lot of teams that I haven't really gotten to watch mostly this season. Massive slate this Saturday, one of the bigger weekends in college football we're going to have. Certainly probably the biggest weekend left on the the schedule. So I'm just super excited, so stoked uh, that we just got big game after big game tomorrow. Yeah, and speaking of big games, let's kind of get right into the five games that we're going to preview for this weekend. And it's kind of the weekend of, in my opinion, the Big Ten's time to shine. We've had a lot of the SEC. We've had the Big 12. The Pac-12 obviously is disappointed. But this is a chance for the Big Ten to step up with the battle of the Michigan schools. Michigan versus Michigan State. Both these teams are undefeated at 7-0. and This should be a phenomenal game. This, one, this one's taking place in East Lansing, so Michigan State is the home team. They are still a four-point underdog in this game. Both these teams, to me, it comes down to defense. Michigan State obviously played Indiana. They had a bye last week. Gave up 15 points, 13 points to Rutgers. They lead on defense. They're not really, you know, a run-and-gun team throwing it through the air. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. On the Michigan side of the ball, they have looked dominant. They destroyed Northwestern 33-7. to It was really nice to see Michigan's offense kind of get going the run game. I really like Blake Corum, the running back. He had 119 yards. And then also their other running back, Hassan Haskins. They kind of have a two-headed monster there in their running game. And I think they're the better team, in my opinion. But I want to get your guys' opinions on this breakdown. What's going to be the keys going into this monster game of the Big Ten? Yeah, well, you touched on the run game with these uh, two teams a little bit, Adam. I like that because on one hand in Michigan State, well, first of all, both these teams do play a little bit differently style of offense. Michigan State's they're gonna they're gonna take their shots in this game. Michigan, they just like to ground and pound, try to lean on teams that they know they're bigger and stronger against. We'll see if that's gonna uh, help in Mich- uh, against a team like Michigan State. But on Michigan State side, you got a guy like Kenneth Walker who he either leads the nation in rushing yards or second or third or something crazy like that. But he's a Heisman contender and he's gonna factor in heavily in their offense, like. Uh, on Saturday, and I expect him to have a, a monster day tomorrow, as he always does. Um, but beyond that, they're, they're going to – I mean, I, I feel like this game is going to be one of those games that's going to be decided by one play when it's all over. I like the home field advantage for Michigan State here. I think this, this stand is going to be absolutely rocking. I think a turnover, a deep shot touchdown, a breakaway touchdown by Kenneth Walker could be the deciding factor in this game. Michigan State's going to have to get up early because I think if Michigan does get up early, they will be able to lean on – 
uh, Michigan State a little bit, which it, which they are going to want to do. They don't want to get behind and have to throw the football. So we'll see. I think in the end, this game's decided by just one crazy play that isn't going to really show up on the box score, really, but it's going to be the deciding factor in this game. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mike. I mean, this is like the first time that both Michigan and Michigan State are playing each other as ranked teams in a couple of years. And last time they played each other as ranked teams, um, Michigan State had that crazy last-minute yeah, yeah. touchdown um, that, really, <laughs> that really sealed the deal for them. Um, so I think for Michigan this week, if they can just, you know, start off kind of firing all firing on all cylinders, then they should be good to go. Yeah, and obviously we will see – Let's kind of get your guys' takes on who wins this game. I like Michigan. I think they're going to even cover the spread. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I mean, I like to pick Adam. I do think Michigan is the better football team. I think they will be able to control the pace of this game a little bit if they're able to get ahead early. But like I said, I think this game is still decided by one just crazy blue play. And I think the atmosphere is going to affect that just a little bit. So Are I'm you gonna, taking I'm, the Spartans? I'm going to take the Spartans. Wow. Okay. This game, I cannot wait for this game. I just didn't really say this, but what a monster, monster game in this rivalry. Two undefeated teams. What more could you ask for this yes. late in the season? Neither of these two teams should be here right now. Both have well exceeded expectations. And just kudos to both these coaching staffs. I cannot wait. Yeah, I want to take Michigan. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely not impossible for the Spartans to, make, to take this one. But I think Harbaugh's had a really great year so far. I think Michigan's finally actually meeting their expectations for once. So I'm going to go with the Wolverines. And it's kind of the it's kind of the prove a game for Jim Harbaugh and his era at Michigan. He has never been able to beat Ohio State, and then he's really struggled against Michigan mm-hmm. State, and that's kind of been where they want to see him go, the Michigan athletics program. So this is a monster week for him and the Michigan program. And I think whoever wins this game becomes a clear college football playoff contender. No doubt. And so we will see. Switching gears to the SEC, it feels like every week we got to talk about the SEC because they have the best football year in and year out. And we talk about the giant, and that giant is the Georgia Bulldogs. They go into the swamp this weekend as two touchdown favorites, as they should be. They're 7-0. They feel... To me, they don't have a weakness. They just kill teams consistently. They played Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, all ranked teams the last three weeks, and they killed them all. And they gave up a combined 23 points, which is a lot for them on their defense. I think they've given up a combined like, yeah. 47 points this entire season, something crazy like that. Yeah, and they have their backup quarterback in Stetson Bennett, yeah. and they're still killing teams by three or more, four touchdowns. It's crazy to me. I really, in my mind, Florida is going to have to – do what they had they did against Bama earlier in the year that's control the time of possession they cannot turn the ball over you've got to be able to score points you're gonna to have to obviously play great defense and they kind of did that against Alabama and it, the swamp is a very hard place to play that's why I think this game is a chance to be close I'm not saying it is but give me Georgia I think they're gonna run away with it I think they're just too powerful on both sides of the ball Mike what do you think yeah, well, I think the key in this game, Adam, is is what Florida team is actually going to show up mm-hmm. tomorrow. Because, I mean, we saw that Florida can hang with everybody if everything goes their way, like it did against Alabama. So everything ha- is going to have to go Florida's way, which is what they're going to have to do to win a lot of games on their schedule. Because beyond that, they're not a very talented football team. Georgia, on the other hand, is an extremely talented football team, and it's going to just lean on teams like Florida if they're able to get ahead early. If Florida wants any chance to win this ball game, they're going to need to get ahead early and force Stetson Bennett in situations that he has not been in thus far this season. Because 
he hasn't really had to do much of anything so far. He's just a game manager. He's not necessarily the most bomb after bomb type uh, quarterback. They just like to lean on defenses, run the football. That's what they've been known to do because they just blow out teams, play good defense. That's their style of play. If Florida wants any sort of shot, one, everything has to go their way, like it did against Alabama. Two, they have to get ahead early, and the Florida defense has to put Stetson Bennett in a situation that he does not want to be in. Because if that happens, and Stetson Bennett is forced to throw the football more times than he's had to, Florida does have a chance. However, I don't think this game's going to be close. Give me Georgia. Yeah, I have to agree with everything both of you guys have said. I mean, you know, coming into this season, um, Georgia looked kind of like a depleted team with all their injuries. So to say that they've exceeded expectations is an understatement, to say the least. Um, I honestly think this is Georgia's best chance of winning that national title. Like this year is their very best chance. Um, you know, just kind of looking back early in the season, um, how they shut 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 out uh, Arkansas. That was insane. And then just looking back as a Texas fan, um, looking at what Arkansas did to us, yeah. and then looking at what Georgia did to Arkansas was absolutely insane. Just on a whole other level. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, one one more thing I want to point it out is um, I think some a quick storyline to watch. Your eyes are going to be on this game. Is I do think Florida. They know that coaching staff knows if they do want any chance to win this game, Anthony Richardson is going to have to be, if not the star, he's going to have to take the majority of snaps in this football game. And even if Emory Jones is the guy out there in the first drive, I think by the at, when the game's over, I think you'll see that Anthony Richardson will have had more playing time than Emory Jones because they know that he's the only guy that could have a chance of winning this ball game. Yeah, and they've kind of split playing time this year in that LSU game mm-hmm. where it was a disappointing loss. They yeah. kind of think that each of them had about 19 or 20 pass attempts. Yeah. So I think that is a good point, Mike. I just, it's hard for me to see Georgia losing this game or even it being kind of close just because they're so much better than I think the rest of called football right now, other than maybe Alabama, if they can get it going again. But we will see. I think Georgia has a clear path to the playoff. And even if they were able, even if they slipped up one time, they would still make it because of their resume. Anyway, let's move on to another big game on the slate. It's becoming a game we didn't expect it to, where Ohio State is almost a three-touchdown favorite against Penn State. Penn State looks like they're in disarray. Week one, when they beat Wisconsin, I was so high on this team. I'm like, oh, they can make the college football playoff. And then they had that Iowa game where Clifford gets hurt. They were winning that game. They probably would have won if he doesn't get hurt. And then their backup comes in, and they lose a heartbreaker. And their season has kind of spiraled out of control a little bit. And speaking of spiraling out of control, nine overtimes. Not one, not two, not three, not four. I don't want to count all the way up to nine, but 20 to 18 was the final score in nine overtimes. How is that even possible? It's like going to the grocery store and not buying groceries. That is my comparison for a nine overtime game having, if I do my math correctly, 38 combined points. It was something out of a movie. And in that movie, Penn State lost. So they have their work cut out for them this weekend. I'm really excited to see Ohio State play, you know, semi-real team. They haven't really done that the last few weeks. Honestly, since the Oregon game, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, Akron, Tulsa, no disrespect to any of them, but they're not real, really good football teams. So I'm really excited to see what they can do. I think they have a chance to make the college football playoff. Oh, yeah. I think they can easily gain steam and win out 
they have obviously play the Michigan schools to end their season, which will determine it. But I think they're going to have no problem this weekend against Penn State. What do you guys think? Yeah, real quick note on I mean, no dis- disrespect to Cincinnati, but this is the, the number three team in the nation uh, behind Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. Talent-wise. And they've, yeah. they've shown it the last couple of weeks. And that is going to be huge in this game because, yeah, first half of the season, this game was shaping up to be like, oh, Ohio State, this could be their second loss. Like, they're not playing good football. They're not playing good defense. Penn State's looking great. They could actually take advantage and maybe contend uh, in this division for once at first time in a while. But in the recent weeks, that has not looked like it's going to be the case because, as you said, Adam, Penn State has really fallen off the rails. A lot of that is due to the health of Sean Clifford. Yes, he did play against Illinois, but it was pretty obvious to everyone that he was not 100% in this game. We'll see if he's 100%. Even if he is, it might not even matter that much because Ohio State is just finally playing, operating at the level that we've come to know them to be. CJ Stratz playing phenomenal football. Heisman, Heisman conversation right now is all over the place. If I were to put any sort of money, just shot in the dark, I would go with CJ Stratz because he's playing great. That offense is operating at the level it should be. Defense is playing better as well. Um, yeah, I just don't see Penn State being able to hang with them. I like Penn State's defense. They've played well thus far this season. I just can't see them shutting down CJ Stroud and this receiving core um, like they have against some other teams. Um, so even if Sean Clifford is finally healthy, I just don't see it factoring in that much. I think Ohio State rolls once again. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mike. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like last week's uh, game against Illinois kind of put Penn State on fraud alert. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I like that fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, might, because, we might adopt that. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, that just shouldn't happen against Illinois, yeah. you know, if everyone in the Big Ten. Um, and I think I think Ohio State's going to take it um, without a doubt, basically. I mean, Ryan Day's been running a really tight ship. They're also, uh, you know, another team in the Big Ten that's actually finally living up to expectations. So I think they're going to take it, no doubt. Yeah, and I think uh, we the panel agrees here they're going to have no problem. I just think Penn State right now is trying to find themselves, and they're not going to find it this weekend against Ohio State. If this game wasn't Happy Valley. and It Penn, could be different and, and with Penn that Penn State could have a wide yeah. out, then it could be different, but it's in the shoe, and it's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah, it's in the shoe, and I don't think Penn State's going to be wearing socks. So we <laughs> will move with that we will move on to our fourth game previewing back into the SEC, and this is – Turning out to be a really good game, one of the best games on the slate, and that is Auburn and Old Miss. Auburn, I, I watched that whole game against Georgia State, the game where they should have lost. And ever since then, I was like, this team is not good, but they've been winning and they've yeah. been doing well. Obviously, the Georgia loss, but that's respectful. That what they did to Arkansas really impressed me mm-hmm. on the road in that environment, yeah. winning by comfortably by 15. They've had an extra week to prepare off the bye. And then on the other side, you have Old Miss. They look good against LSU. LSU is one of those teams you just never know what you're going to get on a week-in, week-out basis. They've quietly won three games in a row since the Alabama loss. And the, the thing I want to bring up with this game is, I was looking at this, if Auburn can win this weekend, they would have a shot to play Alabama oh, yeah. to determine who goes to the yeah. SEC championship. And yeah. that game is also in Auburn. Yeah. And it's a rivalry game. So if they're able to win... I think it makes for a very fun storyline to follow. Just imagine the fallout of Alabama not even making their own conference championship. It's only happened, I think, once in recent memory in the college football era. Well, the flip side of that, Adam, is if Ole Miss wins. The problem is they don't have the tiebreaker with Alabama. But if 
Auburn still beats if Ole Miss wins this game and then Auburn goes on to beat Alabama, Ole Miss would still get in over. Yes, that is because, also because true. Because a yeah. would have two two yeah, uh, division is, losses. Exactly. That so is there, true. There's a lot of implications in this game, no matter who wins this ball game. Yeah, I, I don't know who I want then because I really <laughs> do not. I don't want Alabama to make it. If you can tell, so really, really, it would, it would have to. It would, it would rely on Auburn beating Alabama. That's a whole other story. But let's get into this game a yeah. little bit first off. And yes, as you said, Adam, this is one of the best games. Honestly, I cannot wait for this ball game. Two really good teams that have played some really good football in the last few weeks. Auburn getting better and better. We've talked about them each week. They've been getting better and better. Both sides of the football. Bo Nix is playing his best ball. Credit this coaching staff. This is a completely different team than the team that lost against Penn State and had a narrow uh, victory to Georgia State. They're playing good. They're playing their best football and they're favored for a reason this game. Uh, this game is in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Is that correct? It is in Auburn. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that environment's gonna be that environment's gonna be rocking. I mean, I think there's, I think there could be a lot of points scored in this this football game. I think Auburn's gonna be able to take advantage of a Ole Miss defense that has a lot of holes still. However, that offense can hang with anybody. Uh, when you're talking about Matt Corral and that passing game, um, so this is one of the games that I really see going either way. Um, if Bonex has another Bonex type game and like he had against LSU, like he had against Arkansas. I think, I think they can, they can win this ball game. Um, it's going to come down to the wire. I don't see this game being won by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a, a field goal, maybe even less than that type ball game. It's going to come down to the wire. One, one possession play. Um, I'm excited. A lot of implications that we've already talked about. It's really hard for me to honestly pick this game. I know Auburn's favored. I know it's at home. And they probably should win this ball game. I just, uh, I think I just trust Ole Miss's offense just a little bit more uh, thus far. So give me Ole Miss in the upset. Yeah, I totally agree. I would also take Ole Miss for the upset. I mean, I think um, tomorrow's matchup is really going to be a battle of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Matt Corral has been amazing to say the least. I think he's only been intercepted once this yeah, season, you're right about and that. he's had something like. 1500 yards I want to say so he's been insane and you know Bowen Mix does you know what he does um you know after he got benched um over Georgia um, over uh Georgia State um he's been doing really well so you know hats uh, kudos to him for you know just kind of improving his game doing what he's supposed to be doing um but I would put my trust in Matt Corral over Bo Nix so let's go with Ole Miss wow so I'm gonna go against the grain here and pick Auburn I think I love, as I've talked about it week in, week out on this show, I love taking teams at home in yeah. college football. I think it's a huge difference. If this game was in Ole Miss, I'd pick them. But the, 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 the crazy thing is, is I mean, we know that Vegas usually gives about a three-point Yeah, so it's basically a pick. So if this game was played in neutral side field, the line would probably be even. That's yeah. what shows you how even these teams are. But home, home field factor can yeah. be everything. I just think Auburn, the way they've played the last few weeks has really inspired me to pick them. And I love taking teams as well, coming off a bye, a yeah, week, no, a that, week that, extra to prepare. Right about that, Adam, that could be massive in this game. Oh, they're, they're, Auburn is going to be absolutely ready. To, yeah. To and face that and any SEC environment on the road, it is something special as we've yeah, seen as when we, we went. <laughs> yeah, it is brutal. Speaking of the SEC environment, where Texas was being played against Arkansas a few weeks ago, Texas versus Baylor. And this game has all of a sudden become a very big game for Texas because their season is falling off the rails 
to say the least at the moment. And if you lose this game, things could get really bad. Burn down the stadium. Yeah, burn down the stadium, <laughs> transfer schools. Well, I mean, I've said I was going to transfer this since I've been a fan here because it's been <laughs> tough. But they they're in a tough spot because if they lose this game, they're four and four, and they go to Ames, Iowa next week, yeah. where I don't. I'm not, I don't feel good about that game either. They would drop them to four and five. I don't even want to think about those words. But they had a bye. Hopefully they can regroup. They're coming off a very disappointing loss at home to Oklahoma State. Their run defense needs to be a lot better because they have not been able to stop the run all year. Bijan Robinson obviously is going to have a good game. He always does. Got to feed him the ball. Hopefully Casey's thumb, I believe it is. Or is yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Too, he, he, did, he did not look good against Oklahoma State. I, I told Adam, I've said this on the show, I believe, before. I don't think he should have started in that game because of how messed up his, uh, his hand was. That could be a big factor. Yeah. And on the other side, this Baylor team has surprised me. I think they're really good. They are, I, they, they are very good. They, they, yeah. They beat, West, they beat the rails off West Virginia a couple weeks ago, and then they killed BYU at home. I and they're also coming off a bye coming into this game. You know, Baylor did not commit a single penalty against BYU. Wow. And then they're going up. I love that discipline. They're going up against a Texas team that has, <laughs> I mean, starting with the TCU game, which they almost lost on penalties. Yeah. And then obviously it was a massive factor in, o- in the OU and Oklahoma State game. So a disciplined team versus a team that has shown us that they are undisciplined. But bye weeks can change that sometimes. That is a time for coaching staff to hopefully regroup and fix some of those key issues. Yeah. I think the key with Texas is. They get a lead early, which they have been in the yeah. past, and things start to go against them. They gotta stay mentally locked yeah. in because they have not been able to do that. It's been kind of like a block in their heads. It seems like once they go down, it just kind of just keeps coming, and they yeah. can't overcome it. So this is one of those games where they're gonna be losing at some point. They're not just gonna win the entire time. I think these teams are really even. I think mm-hmm. on paper, and there is a two and a half point spread because it's at Baylor. So it's basically saying pick them or Texas by half a point if it was neutral. So I think for Texas, they have to be winning in the fourth quarter because if they are losing, I don't have the confidence in them right now to overcome Mm -hmm. that deficit. And this, this week in my mind determines Texas's success for this season. If they win, I think they can still have a very successful season. Mm -hmm. They can do fine. They can make a good bowl game, three or four losses. No big deal. You lose. Things could get really bad. Yeah, what, do you, what do you guys think going into this game? Some of the keys. Yeah, I'll turn it over to Christina in a sec. But first, yeah, I mean, you, you touched on it, Adam. The keys in this game, in my opinion, who's the more disciplined team? And is Baylor able to take advantage of a very porous Texas run defense that has lost in the game in the second half the past couple of weeks? And Baylor should know that they should have some success, at least running the football. They have a mobile quarterback. That is what their offense is built on, running the football. Um, but on defensively, they're, they're a very sound defense, too. And I am concerned about the Texas offense, specifically on the offensive line and the health of the receiving core. How, how many big plays Texas is able to get out of? And I think that's going to be the key for Texas in this game. Big plays out of guys like Xavier Worthy and B. John Robinson. If Texas does find success getting some of those big plays, I think they have a good chance of winning this ball game. But if Baylor is able to stop that and keep – Casey Thompson from enforcing him just have to throw some screen passes, having to not really take the top off their defense. I think they'll have a better chance to win this ball game. So I think it's going to be decided there. 
uh, in the end, I mean, I, yeah, this game, like you said, it's going to be decided in the fourth quarter. It could be decided in the last possession. Who knows? Um, if Texas is down in the fourth quarter, like you said, we do not trust them to win this ball game because they have not shown us the last two games that they're capable of coming back in the, in the fourth quarter when they've been up. Um, so very word in this game. The only reason I'm picking Texas is because they just absolutely have to win this game. And if I were to pick Baylor in this game, I would just uh, probably wouldn't even watch tomorrow. Um, so give me Texas, narrow win. I don't feel confident about it at all. Um, we'll see. I'm just picking Texas solely on the basis that they have to, have to, have to win this ball game. Yeah, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about a couple of Baylor players that are definitely going to cause some issues for Texas tomorrow. Um, first of all, I just want to talk about Baylor's quarterback, um, Jerry Bowenon. I mean, I think he's one of the, if not the most underrated QB in the Big 12. Um, he's only had one interception this season. Um, he's He has 114 completions with uh, 1,563 yards. Um, he's actually one of the only, one of four quarterbacks in the country to have thrown for over 1,500 yards with only one interception. And Matt Corral is one of those other guys. Yeah. So Bohanan's been crazy. Um, and I think he's such a big component to why Baylor's been so successful this year. Um, I mean, Baylor ended the 2020 season uh, two, two for seven, and currently they're sitting at 6-1 overall. And his consistency has just been everything. And if Texas wants a real chance at stopping Baylor, they're going to have to be able to quickly stop Bowen on as quickly as possible. And I also want to talk about um, Baylor's little running back duo in um, Abram Smith and Tristan Ender. Um, so first of all, Abram Smith, I think his whole career has been really interesting because most of his time spent at Baylor, um, he was actually on special teams mm -hmm. and he was a uh, running back. He's been a running back since um, this spring. So he's pretty new to uh, you know this part of the game, but um, I think his ability to just find those holes in the defense and just and just be able to kind of like plow over plow over defenders um, has been everything. He's not very flashy in his place. He just kind of gets the job done, um, and so yeah. And then Tristan Ebner. Uh, I mean, we've known about Ebner for a couple years now. Um, he's definitely a little more flashier than uh, Smith. But um, he also has this ability to absolutely just break through defenses and just run to the end zone. Um, so with that duo of Tristan Ender and Avery Smith, um, they actually lead the Big 12 Conference in rushing yards, wow. yards per carry, and first downs uh, rushing. Mm -hmm. So if Texas wants a chance, they just have to be able to stop them. And I don't know if they can. That, that, <laughs> that, is, that is what is lost in the last two weeks is their – Horrible, horrible run defense. And yeah. hopefully a bye can fix that. That could be the tale of this coaching staff is how well Texas is able to come off the bye, trying to stop the run, trying to not commit penalties. And as Christina talked about, Baylor has a great uh, rushing attack. They know that they can, they know that they should have success against Texas defense. And if they do have the success that they think they can have, they should be able to win this ball game. Yeah. And for my pick, I picked Texas to beat Oklahoma State, and they let me down. <laughs> so I'm sorry, and I, I'm going to be in a really bad mood as well if this, this happens. But I'm picking Baylor in this game because it's in Waco. If it was in Austin, I'd probably take Texas. But 
I need to see more out of the Longhorns. I hope the bye fixed a lot of their issues, but until I see it on the field, it's hard for me to have confidence in this team, especially because, as Christina mentioned with their running game, I think they're going to have no problem scoring on this Texas defense. We will see, obviously, for the three of our sakes, hopefully they can win this game and kind of rectify their season. But that we will find out on Saturday. It's a 11 a.m. kickoff in the central time zone. So bright and early, as always, with Texas because they're not doing well. So they don't get good TV times. That's how (laughs) college football works, apparently. So with that, let's get to the fun part of the show where we pick games, get to our betting picks, as well as our upset pick of the week. But let's start with some bet, some picking of some of the other top games in the college football season, week nine edition. We'll start in the Big Ten. Iowa and Wisconsin, another big game in this conference as these teams trying to make the most of their season. Iowa still has a chance to make the Big Ten championship. Wisconsin trying to get it back into things. They had a very nice win against Purdue last week on the road. They looked really good. They scored 30 points, which they haven't done really all year. Iowa, they have that one loss to Purdue, but they're coming off a bye. Their season is totally fine. They still have a chance to do everything they want to do, but they got to win this game in Wisconsin. Who do you guys like in this one? Yeah, uh, this is a really interesting game because, I mean, uh, Wisconsin proved a lot last week, I think. Uh, they finally played, I think, the best offensive game that they've played thus far this season. Um, and on the flip side of that, um, Iowa has not really looked that great offensively. Um, so I think that could be key in this game. Is Wisconsin able to carry over in the second week, uh, play some sound football that they've shown that they can play finally because they haven't shown it uh, in the first half of the season. Finally, they showed it last week. Is that able to carry over? I think it is. I think they might have hit their stride. If they're able to win this game, that'll probably prove to us that, yes, they have hit their stride um, and maybe get their season back on track just a little bit. They're not going to be contending in this division, I don't think. We'll see. I mean, a lot, a lot would have to happen for them in order to do that, but uh, I just uh, I'm going to trust this offense for for one more week, and I'm just banking on them actually figuring it out last week. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Um, I mean, this is really Iowa's week to prove that they're the real deal. Um, Wisconsin's defense is pretty efficient, and so if they can just shut that down, um, I will I will be good to go. So I'm going to go with them. Okay, yeah, and I will go with Iowa as well. I think Wisconsin is a three-point favorite, if, three I'm, and a half. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, which is crazy. It's kind of one of those lines where it, it kind of feels like Vegas wants to bait you into picking Iowa yeah. because on paper, Iowa is a better football team in my eyes. We will see, but we're all in Iowa. Let's move to TCU and Kansas State. Oh, you were on Wisconsin? Okay, <laughs> my bad. I don't know. I don't agree with that pick, Mike, but we will, we will see, yeah. Uh, TCU and Kansas State. This is a very interesting game, kind of the mid-tier to bottom tier of the Big 12. Both these teams in need of a win. Kansas State, very close win last week against Texas Tech, 25-24. to TCU, they had a really tough schedule coming off a disappointing home loss to West Virginia, 29-17. to Who do you guys like in this game? I'm going to pick Kansas State at home. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Adam. Um, I... Uh... TCU had a real tough loss last week, and I think their season is going to continue to fall off the rails. If they're if they do drop this game, um, I know Gary Patterson's been there for a long time, but there's going to be starting to build some questions among that fan base whether or not he should stick around much longer. Um, and I think that is going to continue 
not not really teams that are fighting for very much in conference play. I just think Kansas State might be just playing a little bit better football. Give me them. And by this time next week, I think there's going to be some questions around Gary Patterson's coaching stability. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kansas State as well, just because TCU is an absolute wreck right now. I mean, with all the rumors surrounding Zach Evans potentially yes, great leaving, point. Yeah, leaving the point. team, um, <laughs> things are looking good. So, you know, I don't want to speculate, but, you know, if things don't go well, you know, who knows, maybe this might be the end of the Gary Patterson era. I'm not sure if he is playing tomorrow. I got to check up on that. I've seen, I've seen various rumors whether or not he's already uh, left the team or not. We'll see. Yeah, that would be a big loss for TCU considering he was the number two running back yeah. in his class. Let's get to, I think, one of the best games that nobody is talking about in this week's slate, and that is SMU and Houston battling the American Athletic Conference. 7-0 and SMU ranked under, under Sonny Dykes' era, and then Houston all of a sudden, they lose that game week one to Texas Tech where they just fell apart when they were up 21 nothing, and quietly they won six straight games and they're now six and one to at top of the American with four and oh wins in the winner of this game, I think would be my pick to play Cincinnati in that American mm-hmm. athletic yeah. championship game. And for my, for, I think college football's viewing eyes personally, if SMU could run the table and win this game and be undefeated going to Cincinnati, that would be huge be for fun. both teams, yeah. but really for Cincinnati, if they're Big able to win. Playoff, uh, uh, um, in, intentions. Yeah, and no, I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoff, but hypothetically, if since SMU went undefeated with a road win at Cincinnati, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible, they, they but a New Year's Six Bowl they, is definitely in. They don't have the schedule that Cincinnati yeah. had with the, yeah. with the Power Five. Obviously, players. with Notre Dame. But anyway, with this game, I think it's going to be really close. There are going to be a lot of points scored. Both these teams like to run it up. Mordecai will throw the ball 50-plus times, yeah. and he'll have, you know, three or four touchdowns. I really think Houston's going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think Houston has been kind of they've, – they've struggled in years past. Obviously, with Tom Herman, they were good for a little bit, but they're, they're on the come-up. They're scoring a lot of points week in and week out. They've dropped 31 in East Carolina, and then they had 40-plus the last two weeks before that. I think they're going to win a shootout. Give me Houston 45, SMU 42 in this one. Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting matchup, Adam. I mean, aren't both these teams, if I'm correct, going to be joining the Big 12 in a couple of years? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, could be a, a, I mean, already is a big rivalry. It's only going to carry in once these uh, teams join the Big Twelve. So high expectations. Um, and both two teams have been playing really good football lately. Uh, as you mentioned, Tanner Moore has been playing out of his mind. This is going to be a tough environment. Houston, I think, has one of the most underrated Group of Five environments to play in. They kind of have one of those Power Five type ish stadiums. Um, so it's going to be really hard for SMU to play there, but. I do trust Tanner Mordecai to get it done. I trust them to roll once again in a very narrow game. I think this game is a pick em right now, if I'm not mistaken. So this game's going to go either way. It's going to be decided by one play maybe in the fourth quarter. We'll see. I just trust Tanner Mordecai just a little bit more. Yeah, I completely agree with what Mike was saying. I'm going to go with SMU. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. But, I mean, Tanner Mordecai has been balling out. I mean, he's tied for first in the country in touchdown passes in just seven games, averages more than 330 passing yards. He's doing amazing. Um, That Houston environment is definitely going to be really contentious. But I think he can do it, and I think SMU is going to win in a super, super close game. 
Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to it. The six o'clock slate, I think this week is one of the best it's been in the last few weeks in college football. Very much looking forward to, especially with the Texas game being early. So we will get to watch the night games for sure. Going to back to the SEC, another big game, Kentucky on the road at Mississippi State. And Kentucky, they're still number 12 in the country. They had that one loss to Georgia. They've had an incredible year, but they are an underdog against Honestly, an average team in the SEC and the Bulldogs in Mississippi State. Mississippi State got their rails beaten off by Alabama. They have a loss at home to LSU. They've lost to Memphis on the road. They should have lost week one to Louisiana Tech. I don't think this team's very good, but they are a one-point favorite, so Vegas has to know something. I think Kentucky is the better football team. I trust that defense. Their defense has led them to this great start all year long, and I think they are going to get back to their roots this week. They had a bye. A lot of teams had buys last week. Give me Kentucky in this one on the road in Mississippi State. Yeah, like you pointed out there, I mean, this is an interesting game considering Mississippi State's football season. I mean, they do have that really good win that looks fantastic right now, obviously, against Texas A&M. Um, and I think they absolutely uh, destroyed Vanderbilt last week. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, I think Kentucky is a more sound team essentially uh, they need to create turnovers. That's what they've been built on all season. Mississippi state has been prone to give up some of those uh, plays to the defensive side of the football. And um, I think uh, Kentucky's going to get it done once again and improve to believe they'd be seven and one. Yeah. So give me Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kentucky as well. I mean, Kentucky's only lost to Georgia. I mean, no one's beaten Georgia, so no surprise there. Um, you know, I think I think Kentucky just has to make sure that, um, you know, they continue with having such a solid defense. Um, they're only giving up about 19 points per game. Um, so that's going to be a really tough test for Mississippi State. Um, you know, honestly, when I saw that line, I was a little surprised just because yeah. Kentucky just looks so much better. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wildcats. Yeah, I, I like that pick as well. We're all on the Kentucky wave. Let's go to North Carolina and Notre Dame. This should be an ACC game, but Notre Dame refuses to join a conference still. So, as yeah, and honestly, this is a big game. Cincinnati's going to be monitoring it. They would love for Notre Dame to continue to win, to make their resume look much better because quietly Notre Dame is 6-1. and one. And I think they could run the table the rest of the season. I don't think their okay. schedule is... Very hard in my mind. Obviously, the game at Virginia could be a little challenging, but they should win every other game. This North Carolina game, you know, you asked me before the year, I would say maybe North Carolina could win. But at this point in the season, I have no faith in the Tar Heels. They lost at home to Florida State. First of all, how do you lose to a team that lost on a Hail Mary to Jacksonville State, who's not an FBS member in this sport? And then they give up 42 points to Miami. They should have lost 45-42. North Carolina, year in, year out, they refuse to play defense. They're like, no, Mm -hmm. we don't want to. We don't care. And that's why you're never going to be at the top of college football because you don't play defense. So I think Notre Dame's going to have no problem scoring. I think this game's going to be in the 30s. Notre Dame 38, North Carolina 31. Give me the Fighting Irish, and they will cover that spread. um, Saturday night in Notre Dame should be a phenomenal game. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Miami game last week, Adam, because it was kind of funny. I remember back when he did our first episode, we were talking about the ACC preview. We yeah. thought that the, that the 
it's the, the coastal division. I believe, yeah. Right? yeah, we thought that the coastal division was going to be decided that day <laughs> who was going to be going on to face Clemson. Yeah, no, no less in the AC in the AC title game. But obviously, that has completely changed. Clemson's not going to be there. North Carolina's not going to be there, and Miami's not going to be there. So that just goes to show you what a crazy season we've had thus far. Anyways, going into this game, yeah, Notre Dame has really proved to me they're they've played some good football last week, especially. We bet that game. They 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 succeeded in covering. Really wasn't close the entire football game against USC, and that that really that really made me feel good about this football football team. And I still feel good about them so much so that I might pick them to cover. What's the spread in this game right now? Three and a half Notre Dame. Oh yeah, give me that all day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. Um, I mean, all season they've proved that they can put up points without a doubt. Um, Jack Holmes been, you know, doing really well. Um, I mean, Sam Howell, he, I mean, he's, he's good, but I think if you compare him to Cone, um, Cone's obviously the better QB. Um, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame can just put up those points. So no doubt in my mind fighting Irish. Yeah. I think North Carolina, their season's kind of not spiraling out of control. I just don't think they're a very good football team. So again, we're on the same page, you know, in this, picks i would like us to be a little different but we'll see maybe this game can do that because i think it's going to be a phenomenal game virginia and byu byu they also refuse to be in a conference they will be joining the big is it the big yep. 12? yeah the big 12 soon but for now they're not in the conference they've had a very interesting season they i love honestly i love teams that are not in the conference because they have unique schedules they play all these teams from high power conferences. And this is another one for BYU. They beat Washington State on the road last week on a failed two point conversion by the Cougars, winning 21 to 19. BYU is six and two. Virginia, quietly six and two. They've won the last two games. I don't know if you guys know this 48 to, 48 to nothing and then 48 to 40. This team puts up a lot of points. And I mean a lot of points. They gave up 59 points to North Carolina also wow. <laughs> earlier in the season, and they have scored. 40 or more points, four separate times this season. So I think BYU is going to have a very hard time scoring with them, obviously with the quarterback injuries that they've had, the running back issues as well. BYU is going to need to put up points, but it is in Mormonville. And when it's in Mormonville, it is a very good environment. I call it Mormonville. There's a lot of Mormons there in Utah, but – it's tough to play in Provo, and I think BYU is a different team when they're at home. Obviously, they had a disappointing loss to Boise State, but I watched them earlier in the year against Arizona State, and that environment is incredible. Give me the Cougars in this game to cover by a field goal, a half a point. They're only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. I mean, yeah, you touched on that in Virginia. They're playing some pretty good football the last three weeks specifically. They, they do score points. And that could be the fact in this game. If, um, you might know this better than I do, Adam. What's the what's the BYU quarterback situation right now with all the injuries that they've had in recent weeks? Well, they've had a three different guys play quarterback. Yeah, and they've all been hurt. But Jaron Hall, right now, the sophomore, I believe he's the second or third string quarterback. He's okay. not their starter. Okay, he's been playing and he's been okay yeah and that's why they've had trouble because he's not their starter with their starter i think this team would be top 15 in yeah, my eyes. yeah and with their starter i'd probably feel great about picking them in this game however um, i'm going to trust the virginia offense a little bit more even though it is in mormonville so to speak i, <laughs> I love that name i'm gonna start calling them that now yeah. um, but give me virginia big road on the win in a t very tough environment that has a lot to prove give me virginia um, 
run by that offense? You know, I think the storyline surrounding this whole game is super interesting because, I mean, both teams are 6-2 right now. And current UVA coach Bronco Mendenhall and much of his staff are going to be going back to BYU where they really made a name for themselves. Um, So I think that's going to be the main storyline kind of coming into Saturday. Um, I'm still going to go with Virginia, though. 